0: what's up everyone welcome to the still moving podcast we are toby and dom two best mates who are individually going about our freelance lives as a photographer and dop in the united kingdom we thought we'd spend a little bit of time to sit down catch up and talk about the highs and lows of our journey so far hope you enjoy here we are mate number four. Oh, it's nice to be back mate i know isn't it just mate why don't you share with the listeners what we just saw in our analytics from between episode one and two it's a it's a humbling discovery. Um, it is humbling. We
1: dropped dropped our listenership between episode one and two. By the time that you've listened to this one, we don't know what the analytics are yet. Um, but we dropped from 106 podcast listeners to 40. That's fine.
0: That's okay. Everyone ha-
1: has their ebbs and flows, doesn't it? Let's be honest.
0: Who needs the other 40? No one. Well, ah, uh, well, don't say that. Well. Wow. Well, we would like you back, so if you want to come back, that would be great. You know, make us feel better about ourselves. The thing but me is, being an absolute Johnny Big Bollocks in the in the third one saying about Do we our, have to put do we have to put an explicit thing on this now, <laughs> Oh no. Oh no. I was boasting about how we had had a hundred listeners in the first one, no, we dropped half of them. I look like a, I look a bit silly now, don't I? Well, yes. And the thing is, there's no point pleading for them to come back because they're not listening. So They've gone. I keep bleeding. Keep, keep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Welcome everyone. Thank you very much for tuning in and listening again to episode four of our podcast, which is quite fun. We're still in lockdown. The date today is January the twenty-first of um, January. I said January first, twenty twenty-one. Um, it's January twenty-first. That's it? quite. That's quite American, isn't it? It is very American. Talking of America, Joe Biden is now um the president of the United States as of yesterday. Pretty big day. Wow, how did uh, you, how did you find it, bro? Well, I just don't share my political opinion
1: on uh podcasts. We're not making it political. We're going to keep it keep it clean. How do I feel? Well, I feel great. Um, I feel great. Yesterday, started a new show on Netflix uh to mark the occasion. Did you? Yeah, I I actually couldn't even tell you what it's called though because it's just such an insignificant show. Well, it's not. It's got four seasons. Um, hang on, I'm going to find out the name. Oh, it's called Cloud Nine. Have you seen this on Netflix? No, I've seen it advertised a lot, but I've never, I've never, never gone on it and watched it. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say I think it will be funny. I mean, okay. the first the first episode was really funny to me. What's it about? Is it like a high school drama? No, <laughs> <not> it <laughs> sounds <laughs> very high school. Cloud Nine. No, it's um, <laughs> it's based in a in a supermarket, basically like a Walmart kind of
0: supermarket, and um, Walmart. Yeah, Walmart. You know what Walmart okay. is? Yeah, I know what Walmart is. Okay, I lived in America for a year. All right, Flex. all right. <laughs> um, I got my shopping from Walmart also almost every week and got used to um the taste of um chlorine filled chicken. But anyway, that's another story.
1: It, it's it's essentially ASDA, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's owned by Asda. Yeah, exactly. Do Walmart own Asda or Asda own Walmart? Probably Walmart
1: own Asda. Asda it's likely, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. if Asda owned Walmart, power
0: to them. I I don't (laughs) think so. Well, to be fair, the good thing about Walmart in America is they have the kind of half an aisle dedicated to Oreo flavors, which, you know, I really appreciate that. And I enjoy it. It's a bit of a novelty when you visit America. Do you know what I mean? Like you want to pop into a Walmart. Oh yeah, Martha and I pop into Walmarts all the time for
1: their popcorn chicken on their little deli. You know, they've got a deli where they cook hot food and stuff. You risk it with the deli? Oh mate, the popcorn chicken. I'm not even joking. I don't think a day goes by when we're in the US where we don't stop off at a Walmart and get popcorn (laughs) chicken. (laughs) That's why you return
0: to the UK feeling just highly unwell. (laughs) And just craving salt. What was that story when you arrived in Seattle a couple of times ago? Um, For the listeners, Dom's lovely wife Martha is half american and has a lot of family Seattle, so you go over quite a lot don't you and um yeah you were saying you got there this is before you're married i think and like you guys woke up at like 4 a.m and you're like jet lagged and you wanted cheetos oh no <laughs> and you did you go to walmart and get cheetos
1: well the thing is, is cheetos are also one of those novelty items aren't they that like you can get them in the uk but you're not spending the money on them because it's just ridiculous
0: but over there it's just like the price of like a packet of quavers or something Um, that's very true i remember you saying you ate them and then you both woke up in the morning just feeling terrible we basically
1: you know you arrive there at whatever time you you go to sleep i I don't even know what time it was we just went to sleep to nap and i think we (laughs) woke up in the like at four o'clock in the morning or something and just like was like oh i'm kind of hungry what do we have and all we had was packet of cheetos so we just we ate one of those like big tucked in one of the big like you know it's for like a party (laughs) pack and um and then when we went back to sleep which was the mistake
0: right because then when you wake up Mm. it's just like it was disgusting it's tragic you just feel like you've sinned i'm glad you remember that though i do i remember it because it was just really funny and i remember laughing a lot but i guess if people don't know us it's not very funny anyway lesson learned don't eat cheetos after a long flight (laughs) you you feeling awful well in moderation is the lesson that's true don't be agreed go on no no sorry mate. i realized in the last couple of podcasts i keep cutting you off i don't respond to your little funny comments it's It's quite awkward actually i think part of it is the zoom latency as well Mm. i'm not sure talking of planes though oh right so obviously we have got president biden now in the u.s and a photographer in the u.s called christopher anderson who is a Magnum Photos photographer, by the looks of it, from his Instagram, took a photo of Joe Biden getting off um, Air Force One today. Look at this. If you're on YouTube, you'll be able to see this. Oh, yeah, I saw what that. What a sick so picture. So sick, yeah. So sick. It's just absolutely iconic. Just like he looks healthy, coming down those red stairs, blue skies, saluting. It's amazing, man. I think it's really cool. His inauguration was really inspiring yesterday. I thought it was like quite a moment in history. But um, like we said, we're not getting political. So
1: I can't comment either because I honestly, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know anything about it. I didn't watch <laughs> Great. it. Great. <laughs> well, that's fine anyway. So <laughs> <But laughs> I can, t- I can tell you that Cloud9 feels like a series worth watching and I might continue watching. Am um, I Tobes, right. What's been, what's been going on? Tell the listeners uh, what you've been doing.
0: What's all the listeners has been good on? Uh, well, you know. Uh. Well, I started my week um like any other week, you know. Uh my beautiful wife, Sophia, has been tracking her EP. She's a musician. So she's been doing that this week with a producer um in the countryside, which has been very fun for her, which has been good. I've just been kind of sitting on my laptop while they've been doing that. So that's been nice. Um, were enjoyed you, that um very much. Were you drumming? I did, yeah. We hired a studio in Bath, shout out to Mizpa Studios, um, and we tracked drums and some bass there on Tuesday, which went Drum really bass. well. Nice. I had sushi for lunch. It was an absolute dream of a day. Of course you did. I mean, I did invite you, but you know, you were a bit too, but you had calls to do because you're a professional.
1: Yeah, I can't, do you know, just these last minute things, I can't be, I can't be dealing with it at the moment, Tobes, all right? So just, you know, <laughs>
0: life's just getting a bit too much for me right now.
1: Could you please not bog me down can with Could you please your just tone it down? Calls and I'm questions at attitude. Um that sounds like fun though. That sounds <laughs> yeah, like man. fun.
0: That's been good. Um I did my first I did two little shoots yesterday for two clients which was fun. So little back to back which is always nice when you can fit two into one day. I mean for me these days it's quite rare. I've been I've recently signed with a new agent and they've told me that you know try not to take half day shoots because the reality is you'll take a half day shoot and there's nothing else you can do with the rest of the day. So yes. it's really kind of got to be a a full day a sort of situation. So it's a bit of a one-off, kind of through a couple of friends. One of them was a regular client, and then so I knew what to expect. And the other was a friend from uh, Canada. So it was very just a just easy a quick hop over to quick hop over to Canada. Then just real quick for the afternoon. quick hop over easy. Yeah, that's a day right? And nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's gone. That went really well. I enjoyed that. We um, hired a little studio in Bath and. Um, you know that I was referring to those big umbrellas that I thought I'd prematurely bought in the first episode. Yeah. Well, it's actually started to play in my favor because I hired in one flash head and I didn't have to hire any modifiers. I had everything. Wow. 50 quid for the light done set it up. No faffing around with any extra stuff. And we were, we were rocking tune in um, tune in next week,
1: uh, to, to find out uh, the continuation of the story, uh, about Toby's
0: flash head umbrellas. (laughs) Um, yeah anyway fairly <laughs> uninteresting information to be honest no but, uh, it's cool
1: the, if it, it, you know if there's one thing everyone wanted to know it was whether you got your money's worth out of them and it, by the sounds of it you're starting to <laughs> our
0: listener drop drops down to another 10 people <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but yes mate it was very good it was nice to get back in the swing of things i remember packing my bag and being like can i even take pictures anymore <laughs> like it's been a good month since i've oh, been on a photo shoot yeah and you know there's moments of self-doubt you're just like i know i've done this for a while but I haven't picked this camera up for about 30 days and it's feeling a bit weird. So I was a bit worried that I was going to be absolutely awful, but I feel like after the first couple of shots, I kind of slotted back into the rhythms of it and uh, well really enjoyed myself. So that was fun. But uh, Well done, mate. Yeah, here we are. Here we are, bro. How about you, mate? What's What have you been up to this week? What's been going on? Honestly, for the past four days,
1: I don't think I've been outside to see daylight. Oh, um, sad. Yeah, not not intentionally, just... You know what it's like, lockdown, sat in front of a computer. Um, I wish there was more to say. I wish there was more to say. I've been writing some treatments for some videos. Um, tell us about them, bro. Tell,
0: tell uh, us about the uh, treatments.
1: Oh, they're, they're great. If you can. And if a client doesn't go for them, <laughs> then you're lost. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. no, it's good. I, um, I used to make them in Photoshop because I thought that was like, you know, I feel a little bit more creative in there because I can kind of like manipulate Mm -hmm. things. I just, I've been doing it in keynote. So easy. Much easier. Drag and drop, do you know what I mean? It's so easy, I love it. Um, I like that. So yeah, that's what I did this morning. Uh, Made a treatment for uh, a music video that I'm hoping to shoot uh, actually next week, end of next week. Quick turnaround, they're not messing around. Yeah, we're kind of already in, you know, we're kind of already quite far down the line, but it was just like making a treatment that we could all work from. Um, yeah nice point of reference but for the listeners
0: that don't know for those that are um, a little um maybe at the more the beginnings of their career could you explain what a treatment is because i learned this only a couple of years ago and i've only been making treatments around a year now (laughs) because i've only started doing sheets that require them yes yeah well treatment um i mean one or
1: two things uh you know the first one the pedicure manicure That's 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 a type of treatment Square, uh, squeeze, squeeze. Like but but no the type of treatment we're talking about yeah man uh, a treatment uh, the thing is i'm probably one of the worst people to ask this sort of question because i like you kind of just find out like as and when with these sorts of things i'm like oh cool people, same are for do- everyone, though. people are but doing don't treatments out. right like there's probably someone listening now going what <laughs> am i meant to be doing treatments <laughs> i know yeah um same Essentially, I guess it's like a mood board. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess like for me, what treatment is, it's like an amalgamation of like a a mood board, storyboard, concept. It's just basically like a document, like a PDF document. I guess it could be anything like a PDF document, uh, literally just like a Word document that just basically encapsulates the entire project, what you're looking to create um, in one place, right? So for me, it, 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 I do treatments either one after I've been approached and they already kind of want to go ahead with working with me, but they want to like, we want to basically consolidate an idea and also have a point of reference, right? Because it's really important that you don't end up, yeah, I don't know, they think you're doing one thing, you think you're doing another thing. And then you're on you the know, same page. Exactly. Like a treatment kind of puts mm-hmm. you on the same page. Um, and then another, another reason you do a treatment is literally to win work, right? Like if you're yep, pitching, pitching for a job and um, you need to show them, why you're what you're going to do and what you're going to bring then you put a treatment together so they can be like that looks awesome i want to i want that that's my understanding i think
0: yeah no it's totally that's completely accurate mate i um i really relate to the pitching side of it because i think for stills and photography that's probably more down the road of where the treatment would fit in which would be kind of at the pitch stage because you know on average if you're kind of pitching in for a say an ad shoot or just a bigger commercial shoot you're gonna be against like five or six other people probably maybe less actually it depends these days but ultimately to make yourself stand out you want to kind of make a document which would outline your approach kind of give relevant links to your previous work but kind of designed in a really interesting way like I've seen some really cool treatments made by a number of folks um who really just kind of make their mark on the treatments and do their own design and stuff and make an epic example Oh man. Yeah. There's some, like, I've seen some treatments from, you know,
1: filmmakers that I look up to and, um, like, so like, they like it's almost inspired, like it's almost a whole world in itself. It's like, Oh wow. I'm inspired to make my treatment look like that. Like just, just in the yeah. formatting, right? Like, mm-hmm. like some people's formatting looks like epic.
0: Um, yeah. I think it's, important. Yeah. Too. I think it says something to a client having like a really nicely designed treatment. I think yeah, it's it like, like put you know, time into it
1: yeah use their branding and their color schemes and all that you know fun stuff and show that you actually are invested into their project. i think it's great i mean i saw um i saw one of solomon lifehelms treatments um oh solomon drop again yeah it's just you, you know me and him we're <laughs> we're, homies. Not, uh, we're homies yeah he doesn't know solomon mate if you're listening he doesn't he won't be you <laughs> he know, doesn't get know in it touch
0: yet. We'll, um, we'll have you on the podcast
1: Mate, if you want to reach out, we, we might we might have a might have you on. We don't know. Might have a slot.
0: Things are busy though, so
1: <laughs> But I saw I saw his treatment to Mr. Martyr, his video Mr. Martyr. And um mm. that's probably like the one video that I reference for every single video ever because I mm-hmm. just love that video. And um are you taking notes? Are you taking notes of what I'm
0: saying? I'm writing subjects of what we've talked about. Oh good. The so the for the, the treatments, carry on. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see what we're actually doing in real life. You know, sign up on YouTube. I thought, I thought Toby to was to just it. so inspired. <laughs> Hit the bell button, click the like button, button, click subscribe. And um, yeah, you'll be able to see this beautiful face, you'll be able to see my beautiful um, garage right now, which is where my desk is with uh, my bins behind me. And uh, uh, yeah, carry on. Sorry, Dom, sorry, Dom, you were saying.
1: Oh, what was I saying? Yeah, Mr. Barter. Well, uh, the video I probably am inspired by the most well really? at least that. Well, it's just one video that like every time i see it i'm like this is so freaking good like mm, this is what yeah, i want to make right like you know what you see it's, videos unavoidable videos, you're like, it's amazing that's why i'm becoming a filmmaker sort of thing yeah. um and um yeah i saw the treatment that he made for it obviously after he'd made the video it's been out and the treatment is it's really extensive it's probably a good 30 40 pages like long yeah and mm-hmm. it's got like the talent it's got like um like tons of stills of like references from the actual locations they're going to film in like references of like work that they want to like reference to like visually or stuff and you look at the treatment and it is literally a pdf document of the music video and you got to think that that treatment was made like potentially months in advance of making the video so it's like Mm -hmm. if the if the pdf document looks just like the video then like I think that's a skill in itself is actually pulling off the treatment because I could put a ton of
0: pictures together and just never pull it off, Uh you know, like, yeah, but that was really cool seeing that. And then you also see how much work someone like Solomon Lichthelm's turning out every year. Like I looked at his 2020 archive and, you know, I think it was like between four to five significant projects. So I'm like, at least, you know, at least once every three months, this guy is churning out a very high quality piece of work and that's pretty right. crazy to think that so like that treatment process he's probably doing that at least eight times if he's pitching for stuff
1: yeah well you, have you seen his I don't know if you've seen you know back when he was like in I guess like a year ago when he was really in those projects did you see some mm. of the posts, the stories he put up about um his frustration in creating like putting time into treatments and labels yeah. just kind of like just literally just throwing yeah. to the side sort of thing yeah I saw that. It's, crazy. it's a grind isn't it like it, I remember like talking to a director who, at the time this was like, I didn't know about treatments or sort of stuff. And he was literally like, mm-hmm. all I'm doing at the moment is making treatments for, for projects I wanna do. And like, I'm just doing that. And he wasn't getting projects, not because he wasn't a good director, but just because that's just what you do. You know, like you have to pitch yeah. and he's just pitching constantly. It's t- it must be tiring. Cause I, I you know, I'm, I'm in a fortunate position where people come to me. I don't necessarily look go scouting for shoots. That's something I'd love mm-hmm. to do more of. Mm-hmm. But the work that I do, um, you know, is much. It's probably smaller scale work. But people come to me, so it's like cool. I'll just put a treatment together, and they want to do it. Whereas, like when you're in that position, you're like, you're spending hours, like maybe even days, like putting a treatment together, and then they're just being like, mm-hmm. "Sorry, we're we're going with someone else," which is which is valid. But you're also like, "What? I've mm-hmm. put so much time in with, and you don't see anything in that minute, you know, in that moment."
0: It's crazy. Yeah, it? yeah, it's pretty savage. I think. It can be quite discouraging i think if you're doing quite a few at a time as well and then you're putting a lot forward and then you know you lose all of them it was quite it was nice at the same time because i remember listening to a documentary with him and he was saying you know it's just like time after time and rejection after rejection it made me think this is solomon lichtham like he's one of the best directors of our time i think right. and he loses work so i'm like it kind of qualifies anyway everyone else losing work you're like well actually i'm not a failure like everyone loses work, everyone right. loses pitches. It's just normal, which is kind of, that's really nice to know that. I was really reassured by that. Yeah, and, and like, you know, what I wanna know is who the heck are these people saying no to Solomon Lyfer? <laughs> I
1: know. They probably can't afford him to be fair. It's probably quite that's, Yeah, that's true. It's, it's like nothing <laughs> to do with his work. It's just like, they send yeah. the budget and he's like, no, sorry, yeah. we, we can't do this.
0: <laughs> you can't afford me comment. <laughs> I like um, so much of me wants to say someone one day, but i will never be able to do it because it's just so arrogant and unpalatable. <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to bring myself to say. I it. have
1: faith in you. I have faith in you. From <laughs> from some of the things I've heard you say, I'm sure it can happen. Um, oh, bro, brilliant. Get, we got an update, haven't we? On um on the old. Uh, if you listened last week, you'll know that uh, we lost our one uh the the one person who actually reached out to talk to us uh, for the yes. podcast. We, we've we found we found the response. Is that right?
0: Lovely segue, mate. I liked that. That was very on the ball. Yes, Well, you we know, do. Just got keep it moving. Joe, Joe, Joe Paul, if you're listening, mate, thank you very much for sending your question in. The one question that I put out to my Instagram, um, and I loved it. He said, how do you know your worth? Very good question. Um, and I think it's a question that probably every freelance creative type of person has to address sooner or later and probably continually address as they go on. I think and have be able to have accurate assessments of where you're at it's quite funny though because I think everyone just learns as you go along everyone's just kind of guessing I remember when I first started I thought 250 quid was an absolute payday and I was absolutely content with that and then I got told very quickly that 700 a day was a much more acceptable day rate (laughs) which I still think is a heck of a lot of money but um how
1: how did you um what you know I've had, I had the same thing. Like I was charging little money and then someone was saying, no, 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 you're charging way too. How did, what was your response to that? Like, what did you think when someone said that?
0: I'm going to be rich.
1: (laughs) I'm going to be rich.
0: I just like thought of all the shoots I'm doing for 250 and then made them 700 and I was like, (gasps) started imagining all the Apple gear I was going to buy. Wow. Oh lord. Wow. No, seriously. I I think I was it's always a good learning curve. I think you start to hear that it's acceptable from other people. Like even now like I'm learning a lot about rates and license usage and a whole bunch of stuff which I've kind of I've been growing in probably over the last few years especially but yeah, it's hard. I think you've got to make a really good assessment of where you're at as well with your work and I think that takes people who are further ahead of you to help you with that. So I think reaching out and having... You know, we are quite lucky. We've both got a mutual friend. Toby Thomas, you're probably listening. Hello, mate. Um, he was listening. He was, he was. listening. Um, to The first one might have dropped off on the he's second.
1: Listen- he's listening going, everything Dom's saying, you've learned from me.
0: <laughs> well, Toby, you have, have been very helpful, probably mate, over the years. And um, I remember sitting down with Toby and you actually in somewhere in London uh, when Get- we were maybe... What five game years old? Changing
1: moments, game
0: changing. Yeah, I think I must. How old were we then? You must have been sixteen. I might have been eighteen. Yeah, it was a long time ago, and um, I think I had really started doing a bunch of. Um, I just interned with Serial Magazine, so maybe I was nineteen. Hmm. I was I was kind of obviously be young. I just done a six month six month internship, and because of the exposure of Serial, I started to get a, quite a lot of inquiries from people that. I think I was way underprepared to take from I had Hermes Paris, Barber, a bunch of like high brands come through the door. And I really had no idea how to price myself. And I remember Toby sitting down with us and he was like, you guys should be charging 700 a day at, at minimum for a full day shooting. And I'm like, my mind was blown by it. Cause I was like, people pay that That's an insane amount of money to pay for like having photography done for a day. Um, but you know what? I tried it with the next inquiry I had and it worked. That was like a bat an eyelid. Dude, that's that's literally my journey of
1: every time I put my price up. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, we'll give it I, we'll give it a go. It's not going to work. Oh, it works.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's even better if you do it to the projects as well that you actually don't want. Yes. All well, the projects yes. that come along, you're like, oh, I'm really uninspired by that. I really don't want to do it. I'm just going to charge. I'm just going to, you know, be at my most expensive rate. Yes. And What's they that? take it, um, then it's a good day for me.
1: That that reminds me of the um. The the what's that what's that like three thing thing, was
0: like pledge like money pledge was it? Mm. Oh yeah, that's really good. Yeah, my friend James Allen um, taught me this when I used to be signed with Birch, and James is the um, director and founder of, and he says a really good way of uh, kind of summing up what you think you should charge is you weigh between fame, fortune, and fun which I thought was really good. So thanks so for good. that. Um, you know, trying to get the balance of will this work get me exposure, fame, um, you know, to more leads? Is it fun? And, um, you know, fortune. How, how much is it going to make me? And you kind of make it your way up. Like I've had some opportunities. I did a piece for a magazine, which I won't disclose <laughs> on the podcast, maybe like three years ago and they said hey we've got 150 pounds can you go here for three days and which is kind of daylight robbery in in a weird way um because once you've done the three days the travel and then the editing you've kind of you've made a loss but um (laughs) and and the tax and (laughs) deduct the tax from that (laughs) um and i was like you know what i'll do it because the shoot brief looked amazing and i remember waking up on the first day at 4 a.m and we were going out to it was basically an article following around some chefs and how they go and catch their food to cook at the restaurant in the morning. They come back to the, you know, they prepare what they've they've um, shot or, you know, foraged for. And, you know, it's a really interesting, thoughtful piece. Um, and, you know, I got up at 4 a.m., got in this, this beautiful Audi and went off and shot these deer and did a whole bunch of really exciting things, brought it back to the restaurant, watched them prepare the food, took pictures of the restaurant, took pictures of the salt room they had there. And then, you know, in the afternoon, they wanted interior shots of the hotel next door. So it was just a really fun brief. I mean, it was a total rip off, but I just remember being in the shoot being like, this is what I always dreamt of. Yeah. You know, and you're like, that's where the, that's the fun measure. Because you're like, this is what I want to do as a job. And like, I am getting paid for this. So this isn't, I'm not doing this for free. I am working. So, you know, it. I probably I very rarely ever do stuff for that sort of right now, but it's, um. It was a really great experience that i really loved and definitely don't regret doing i think you've got to weigh th- up what an experience is going to offer you you know oh I, was, I think that's the um like the the
1: three f's if that's what you could call it the three f's mm-hmm. um that like it kind of gives you the permission or like it kind of um it kind of like validates like what you're doing right you're like yeah. Like, oh, I'm just doing this for fun. Like, should I really just be like enjoying it? The- it's like, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's very unlikely that you're becoming a filmmaker or a photographer or any kind of creative for that matter if mm-hmm. you're if you if you're not doing it because it's something you really want to do. Because it's not like a, it's not like an easy job where you just like train and you just do it. Well, I mean, like it could be mm-hmm. <laughs> it could be for some. Every day is different. Do you know what I mean? And and you know that whole like fame, fortune, fun sort of like port pressures. It's really helped me recently. I was just being like, there's yeah. shoots where I was just like. I don't actually want to do that, but yeah, um, this is also a job. It, you know, it's actually yeah. a job at the at the end of the day as well. So hang on, let's let's do that rate that you wanted to try out, and then you mm-hmm. put that slightly more expensive rate, and they say yes. Yeah. Well, now it's kind of fun, you know. Like I'm like yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm getting paid a decent amount of money for this, and and I don't know. Like I feel like I've spoken to a lot of people um, who are doing who are doing who's doing stuff that like I'm like I want to be doing or like they, you know I admire where they're at and um, yeah. they're still saying that they're, they're, they're doing it for free or they're doing it for l- very little money. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think that's quite, I think that's quite real. I mean, until you're like huge, 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 huge. But I think mm-hmm. that's quite just a real part of the process, isn't it? Like that you're gonna be working for free. And if you're, I, I think I can definitely say for filmmaking, if you're coming in trying to make money, like you will make money, absolutely. But
0: like, I think it's the wrong mentality. <laughs> personally yeah yeah definitely man and i think it you know as you grow in your career you'll you'll naturally create new boundaries for yourself of what you will work for i mean i've got a friend who um he won't leave the house for less than five grand so he's like that, i do this i do the same if martha's yeah. like you go to the shops i don't even <laughs> so can you get some milk
1: babe i just no, jingle i jingle my little <laughs> piggy bank and i say <laughs> pop it in you it don't
0: even look at her Ding she's ding. behind she's higher i was like <laughs> got me to go." that relationship didn't last very long <laughs> no but not, not in back. an arrogant way i think you know this guy's got he's got family and you know he's not he's not very close to london but he's had a 25 year 25 year long career so he can do it do yeah you know i mean it's yeah. like he's got the absolute portfolio behind him which he doesn't need to to be like manically posting to and you know he, he values his family more then going out and working now he, he just takes fewer fewer jobs and the ones that he does take you know they're going to pay the bills and they're going to do good so I, yes. I respect that i love that i also, you know i also have a friend who really helped me with perspective on kind of rates and stuff and he this was recently he was saying you know my my sister-in-law is a, a top surgeon in in london and when she gets sometimes she'll get a private commission and you know she'll get a grand for it and she will be absolutely over the moon like it's a massive payday for her i was like i take pictures of nice things and regularly get paid more than that it's like utterly obscene like you know it really puts into context like how fortunate and blessed we are to do what we do i think if you really do start to have a career in this sort of field of creativity or any form of medium like that you know it's important to really stay level and um just not get too ahead of yourself because it is just a little bit absurd that we get paid to take nice pictures and make nice videos and you know people entrust us with that sort of money so i think it's just good to keep everything in check fame fortune fun also keep perspective Talks fame fortune side, fun and uh perspective it's f- f- p-
1: okay that's <laughs> that's the acronym <laughs> um Aww. Yeah, how did you? How did you? Um, you know, way back right at the first like charging someone, mm. what? How did you know what's charged? Like where? What was your? You know, what was your grid for that? Was it like? Did you know people or were you looking on like? Like where did you go to find out that information?
0: Kind of guess. <laughs> <laughs> what was? <laughs> yeah, you're like ten grand. I'm pretty sure this should cost ten grand. The first paid photography gig I did was a wedding. And at the time I was at college and I was really going off to graphics. I was like, I'm going to do graphic design as a career. And, um, but I was also fascinated with the photography side of things. And I was really into it at the time. And I just got my first, um, DSLR kind of, you know, my first, I got a 60, I think still got it. And, um, yeah, I had a friend just text me, um, and say, Hey, we're getting married on state. Would you do the photography for it? Like wh- what would you charge? i remember sitting in in college just being like i'm just gonna go for it and i was like i knew how much i got i had a friend at the time who was doing weddings and i knew he charged about 1800 for a wedding and i was like well i can't do that because i've never done a wedding so i was like i'm just gonna go in at 600 and see what they say which considering i've never shot a wedding before that's it's good. pretty ballsy i think looking back i was like yeah that was pretty like that's pretty up there with like a ballsy sort of figure considering i would never done it and i was just like "Oh, uh, 600 and she was like yeah cool So I was just like, this is great. And you know, I did it and I, I absolutely loved the experience. And I think because there was such the reward, there was such a reward of 600 pounds for doing a wedding. I was like fully in it. So like, you know, I was just giving my apps, brought my absolute best to the wedding. And I walked away with a set of images, which got me another three weddings. So I was absolutely chuffed with it. And then, you know, for those three weddings, I charged 800. And, um, then after that, I started charging nine hundred, and I was like, "Wow, nine hundred! This, you know, this is amazing money. Like, if I start shooting a number of these a year, things gonna get pretty sweet, pretty good for a nineteen-year-old." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." So, um, what about you, man? Do you remember the first time you charged someone, and what what you charged them?
1: I think so. I think I I think I genuinely charged someone fifty quid. I think, and it was like a, mm-hmm. it was like a proper like. That's company. much more normal though. Like yeah, and and to be fair, like like. You know I think um I think with this sort of thing like with age, it's uh-huh. quite normal, right? like when you're younger, earning less, it makes sense because to me, fifty mm-hmm. quid was like,
0: "Damn, I've just made fifty quid, like it feels amazing so young. it was so good. I think it's such a good part of the process, too, don't you think? Like that feeling of earning money for creating something Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. even if it is fifty quid oh, I was great um
1: ended up being one of the toughest clients I've ever worked for, Lol um i mean that was that was like my experience of doing my first ever i think that was my first ever like freelance sort of paid gig i was paid uh-huh. before that for doing other jobs mm-hmm. but f- but in companies um so that was like my first like this is me going off on my own kind of making it up um yeah. but um yeah i mean like the journey of like upping the rate i mean again toby thomas was the one who kind of set a precedent for me um when I went and worked with him when he was working at Birch and um, yeah. Yeah. It was really good. Like it, you know, it was, you know, if I'm honest, it, he was a, he was a mentor to me, you know, like I was mm. at, I was kind of sitting at his feet learning. He will love this. If he's listening, he will, he will love absolutely this. love this. But it, you know, <laughs> Shout out to me. <laughs> but genuinely, like it was, it was one of those things where it's like for me, you know, for me, it was out, it was kind of weighing up like, look, I really want the experience. Like, I want to be on these shoots that he's being able mm-hmm. to offer, right? And then he mm-hmm. was saying, this is how much you should be charging or this is how much I can pay for it, which was mm-hmm. suddenly like, okay, this is my level. I think at the time it was like 250 for like a day's work. Maybe mm-hmm. I was editing or working on a shoot or something. Which is amazing money. Oh, dude, it was, it was incredible. I mean, that year I worked so much of them. I was like traveling up yeah. and down to London. I remember that year. I, I literally felt like I was like, a baller like i couldn't you know i was like i've made mm-hmm. it like i'm traveling to london like this is the life you travel to london you go and like work on a shoot it was great people as well and really good shoots like mm-hmm. you know it was shoots i wanted to do um, yeah i was so grateful for it as well because i'd sit and you know he at the time he was shooting on on like the red, and I was only ever shooting on like an A7S or something, and yeah. it was just being able to like I would, I'd like edit his red footage, you know, and so I'd sit and like look I remember that. look into the in the project file at like oh he shot that at this ISO and with this aperture, and you know it was just like it mm-hmm. was just like the best learning thing, and I was getting paid, it was crazy. So that was like yeah. for me that was like that set like a bar of like this is what you charge, and then eventually you start to meet more and more people who are in the industry that you talk to, and actually probably for, for actually us talking about it as well of, like it's not too dissimilar at at the get-go what we used to charge, right? Like we used to charge similar, you know, prices for Mm. shoots and we talk about it a lot. Yeah. Um, And then honestly, in in like more recent times, realizing that I should charge more is genuinely having conversations with people that that like I work with or that like we kind of are doing a similar thing and they're saying, oh, I charge this for it. And I'm going, what? I'm still only charging this Um, and deciding I should, I should probably, you know, a bit is a fear, right? It's a slight fear element to it of like, oh, what if I charge a hundred pounds more and I don't get another job? Um, Yeah. But but then you know, for argument's sake, it's like, well, you could just one put your rate back down, or two, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. You go, oh, this is how much I charge, and the client's like, we don't have that, and then I go, okay, cool. What do you have? You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's fine. It's, there's no there's no like, oh, you know, totally, mate. The, the, the fear element's kind of is silly, uh, you know, at the end of the day, but honestly totally that, right that, to, to that's what, still what you're saying about me.
0: like whether you put your rate up 100 you know you're always trying to guess what budgets they have because clients rarely disclose what they've got to play with you know um i really relate to that being like oh should i go in much cheaper or you know oh, i want this job and then you become if you especially like i found this when i was a lot younger and i'd if i'd really want to shoot something i'd become kind of gushy over email i'd be like Oh yeah, I would really love to do this with you guys. I really <laughs> hope we can make it work. Um let me know if this doesn't work with your budget. And... Oh my gosh, that is me. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's such a normal good healthy part of growing, right? It's like I look back at it now cr- like cringing a little bit cuz I'm like I just wouldn't I wouldn't do that now. You're but...
1: basically you're basically like please 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 let me have this
0: job. Yeah, yeah, please, please for the, love of the lord let me do it. <laughs> I need my dinner. Um... I'm hungry. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't know. Mate, do you know what, you're saying this thing about um, when you used to work with birch I remember remember this with Toby Thomas and um I'm going to tell a little funny anecdote right now, a little story. Little story time. Story time. Uh, um do you remember the time? Do you know what story I'm going to about to share? When I have No idea. You went up to London and you got kicked off the train halfway. And then oh. I had to come to Bristol Temple Meads and pick you up at midnight. Wait, what? Do you remember this? i mean i do remember getting kicked off the train yeah but i didn't because i remember you saying because you'd been talking to our friend seb who used to work at birch and he and you were like mate i can't afford to get up to london this is ages ago just to disclaimer, i'm not i'm not like calling out right now dom <laughs> this was a this very was, long time this ago. was two days ago Toby. <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah you were like i can't afford to get up to london and i don't know what happened but you got on the train and then i got a call from you being like bro i'm really in trouble can you come and pick me up yeah from Bristol? i remember this now yeah what happened?
1: Yeah. It was um was Yeah, so I mean funny. again, it's like early days. I mean, I remember when I first started what like Toby would first offer me these jobs like Toby Thomas would start offering me these jobs. Mm-hmm. And um or at least like one of the first things was like, why don't you come along and just like assist and see what it's like? Yeah. And at the time it was like, you know, you need to be in London for like nine AM, which if you're getting that train costs close to like a hundred pounds or something like that. Uh-huh. So I, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't do those shoots like you'd ask me a couple of days before I'd say how much the train cost, and it'd be like ah this might not work out so makes total sense like the budget can't cover some random guy to come and just be on your shoot right mm-hmm. but then even working with Birch you know when I started working with Birch I would I had like family I have family in London so I used to go up like the night before I'd stay there for a shoot but again it was like you'd have like a budget for your travel or like they'd be like you know you'd have to be reasonable of how much you could spend on your travel. Cause at the end of the day, they're paying for me to travel up to London because I live in Bath. And mm-hmm. um, so I used to, I used to, I don't know why this happened though. I mean, I must've bought like an off peak ticket or something and like got on the, oh no, 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 this is it, this is it. The rail card. If you, if mm. like, I used to have a rail card and then if your rail card gets expired um, and you're on the train, they just either <laughs> kick you off or they try and find you. And I've been like, this has yeah. happened to me uh, like so many times, it's unreal. Like one time he genuinely said he genuinely tried to read me hit my rights he was like you if you do say anything um when later questioned whatever something would call you know all that sort of stuff and i was like i said to him i was like what, what are you on about i was like mate you, you are a train conductor and he was like yeah and he's like but anything you do say can be given in evidence so i was like i was like right cool anyway So I remember like getting kicked off the train. I think it was like at Swindon or something. The ticket guy came round, and I'd got like the last train to London. So there was no other train I could get, and the only train I could get was the train back. And I think it got it must have got me back like past midnight. And you must have come out and you fell
0: fell asleep, and it went past the bath stop. No, I remember this, and you're like, bro, (laughs) I I fell asleep. I'm in Bristol. Can you help me? (laughs) That is such a quality story oh mate does, you know what?
1: Does I've, i feel like God. that shows that i just like don't really care enough about like my job it's like i uh, don't
0: care i'm just gonna get on a train and fall asleep Ugh. but it was e- it was even funnier because you'd asked seb for the money to get the train you needed it in cash because at the time neither of us had credit cards yeah and we are like we need like you're like i need the money to get to london so you had done it and then you didn't even make it to london let go <laughs> I back to that's sad, isn't I love it? it. That's sad, bros. You know what? I've I've had a run in with a, um, a train conductor before, as you do. Go and, on. Um, you know what? I love these stories. The train back to Bath. You can even get the seven o'clock or the seven thirty or oh, the seven
1: thirty. That little sneaky one. Yeah, yeah. Bastard. Do you. you know what I mean? Like, I know what's happening. It's the one that's a
0: little bit cheaper. But um, it's uh, yeah, it, it's a lot cheaper the seven thirty one. But I had a super offbeat chick- ticket, 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 so I could get the seven thirty, but not the seven. I like finish up my shoot. This is maybe five uh, years ago. And I, I go and get on, get around Paddington. It's five to seven. I'm like, you know what? They never really check the tickets that often. They're very inconsistent. I'm just going to risk it. I'm going to jump on. I'm going to jump on this train to Bath now at, at seven. Ooh, what a risk taker. Mm. And, um, jumped on what's it. Happen? Away we ah. went. Um, <laughs> and you know, I'm I know sure what's going to happen. We, it happens to me. Yeah. We, we get just before Reading and you know, along he comes you know this uh train conductor you know he was one of the ones you know you get some really nice ones and you get some really self-righteous pricks who kind of they just they know they're a train conductor and they just have an absolute swag about them and they're just horrible to deal with do you do you know what if you were a train conductor that's who you would be (laughs) it it actually is that's hilarious (laughs) whatever you do say maybe so maybe he used to get to you in court <laughs> excuse me sir it's like oh, what
1: are you doing you arrested me yeah, yeah sorry <laughs> sir you can't be doing that
0: <laughs> oh i love that oh uh, yeah anyway Did you get kicked off, over and or do you have was to like pay? right you have to pay for another ticket i was like okay i'll pay for another ticket and he was like i'd be 65 pounds i was like it's 25 quid on the app was <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> We like, yeah, you well you should have bought ticket, it then yeah yeah right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lesson learned <laughs> and, um, he, um got it out and then my card declined i had a visa debit and <laughs> it declined and then i was like oh well, i've got money in my account he was like all right yeah and i was like well, right. Like, right let's try again then and it declined again i got my internet banking out and showed him my bank account and i was oh like no. i have the money this is your problem <laughs> and he was like you're getting off at at reading <laughs> it was a lost battle did you get i was off? so angry though because i was like this is now your issue i can't pay for the ticket like this is your freedom this is your reader's problem because you know i i'd used it tons that day in london and it was fine like and i had plenty of money in it It was like anyway <laughs> Five years old, five year past. Toby is um, still <laughs> still hasn't still got upset over about it. it. I remember seeing him on like loads of train trips up to London, and I used to like just absolutely be cursing him in my in my head whenever I saw him going on the aisle. it's like you, f- <laughs> but then would just like you'd be like tickets. To be like, oh yes, I got my tickets. Yes, oh yes, sorry, <laughs> sorry, <Here's> my ticket. <laughs> um, oh, good times, mate. Good the thing times. is, is <laughs> I could I, I could talk
1: Western. endlessly about train anecdotes because. I just have so many, I mean, we'll save some for another episode. Oh no. I, I've got, I've, I genuinely have like another three stories I could tell, so I'm just like not gonna tell them because I'll just, I too- Can I get a San
0: Pellegrino out? Can you indulge me in one more? Yeah, go on. Go go on go Let's get my San Pellegrino. And now for, um, sponsor Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Squarespace. As Toby's not
1: here, i um, will like to take this opportunity to um, just talk you through Squarespace. Squarespace is a website building application we go. that uh, allows Peleby. you. Oh, that's the Squarespace bit over. Ah, right. Um, final anecdote of train stories. Um, <laughs> bit <of> <laughs> I also <laughs> had the the thing is I understand the situation of getting stop that. I have this understanding that you that, of what you just said then about getting the seven or seven thirty right because there's peak. Off peak or super off peak. Yep. The seven thirty is off peak. The seven is peak. Anything <laughs> past seven thirty is it's off so peak. Chucks. It's true though. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Um, it and sometimes true. the barriers are open. And I did what you did. Just got on, right? You get on. Just get on with it. You get all the way to Bath. This is the first of January, by the way. This is the first mm-hmm. of January. Came back from I think from Zurich. I was like I went on a trip to Zurich for New Year's. Got back. Right. Are you writing trains down or something? Yeah, I wrote train finds. <laughs> <trains. laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Get to the barriers, right? Lawrence. Lawrence is his name. I'll say him Typical. by name. It's Lawrence.
0: I, will I get enough. there. Exposed. I go,
1: put my, 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 t- machine, my ticket in the machine. Beep beep. No. There's a problem. All right. Lawrence, I didn't know his name at the point. So, excuse me, sorry, I can't get through the all machine. Right Lawrence. <laughs> hey,. Lawrence. <laughs> Help, <brother out>. <laughs> <laughs> Help us out, bro. Um, I was like, mate, I can't, I can't get through. And he you know, he looks at the ticket, and I'm thinking, oh, gosh, here we go. And he's like, it's because you have a, an off-peak ticket, a super off-peak ticket, and you're on an off-peak train, whatever. I was like, right. I said, well, the, tri- the, t- the train conductor came round and didn't say anything. He said it's mm-hmm. all cool. And if he didn't say anything and I'm all the way in bath, that's now not my problem. <laughs> I believe. I mean, it is, it is a hundred percent my problem. Unbelievable. Lawrence, um, he then find me on the spot. I don't know. I think about 80 pounds or something like that for it. Oh my gosh. Um, and the, the, the end of the story is as I left, I told him to have a terrible year. <laughs> oh, that is, um, wow. I turned, oh, I, t- I turned around and I said, I said, uh, I think he might have said, like, have a nice day. <laughs> and I said, um, <laughs> I said So passag. I said, I hope you have a terrible year, Lawrence. And then I walked off. I, I regret that to this day.
0: I, truthful, I, did I, you did you throw did you throw a couple of fruity words at him? I actually didn't. I didn't. I'm pretty impressed because you're you know, when you get angry, you you know, you don't hold back. You're very confrontational. <laughs> <Especially>, <laughs> no, you're not confrontational, you're quite passag. Confrontational. A what? Pass- passive aggressive, passag. <laughs> Sack. yeah oh cool um, yeah I
1: just it felt great in the moment and then as soon as I went through the barriers of my 80 pound ticket I was like oh, I feel horrible you went through and then you just had an internal dialogue of Dominic I'm so disappointed in you I was <laughs> like he's having a terrible year now just because he did his job um, you come back next time he's anyway, like where's Lawrence he died what <laughs> I pray for you now Lawrence
0: every day <laughs> For my oh, sins. Mate, that is quite funny. You know what? I like that anecdote that we went off and talked about trains. How's the San keeping Pellegrino? It fresh, keeping it moving.
1: How's the uh, San Pelle? I call it a I San Pel.
0: San, Pell. A, a San, a San. Well, here's the thing. We were at Mispa Studio in Bath the other day. And um, our friend Mark Menabjak, lovely chap, he, um, he basically had a load of San Pellegrinos that hadn't sold from the venue above because obviously the venue's been closed for, well, since March last year. Um, so they've got loads of stuff that's gone off, and Mark just inherits it from the venue manager, and he's like, "Oh mate, just take take home the crate of San <laughs> you take the crate and, home. Um, I took out, I took the whole crate home, and uh, my uh, brother and sister in law, who I live with, they they love San Pellegrino. I don't really like it that much, but you know, what? I was like, I had a little moment. I was like, I think I'm gonna have one. Oh, I love a San Peli. Yeah, you do. You love it, mate. With but the the these uh, are lemon ones. Little... You know I mean? on the... I'm going yeah. the grapefruit. Lemon one. That's great. Yeah, it's nice. It's very refreshing. I'm not gonna lie, it's good. We're not sponsored by them yet. I I had a um
1: I had a pot of Pringles. Uh, also <laughs> in the same context to you from that place with. you offered us uh, a tray of those as well. Yeah, don't have them. Don't. Did you no. take them? No. No, they they've they no my limits, ta- mate. <laughs> they don't taste good. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do they just like stick
1: together just to be like one massive Pringle. And you eat it like a cake. <laughs> you know how like when you're having a Pringle, you just really want that that salty texture, that salty cr- you know it's like the crunch, the salt. Oh, I know. Um, It's soft and not salty.
0: No, we don't like that. It tastes like
1: like a a malt. Malt is the only flavor I could say. Is malt a flavor? I don't know if malt is a Mm -hmm. flavor. Mm -hmm. You understand what I mean when I say malt, don't you? I do, I do understand. Malt Pringle.
0: Anyway, malt Pringle. You know what I tried out the other day? I tried out um, Walker's Stacks. Oh, are they good? Mm, I don't know how they haven't got sued by Pringles they must have done a pretty walkers as well hold on you're right they're in the same thing aren't they yeah this is a different lid that isn't as good a worse lid it's a worse lid it was really hard to get into it really annoyed <laughs> Soph because she wanted barbecue ones and I went off to the you know the little shop and I got some stacks because they were half the price that's where walkers done it I was like oh they're half the price and she was like absolutely infuriated she was like what have you done I don't want this I did ate they the whole ta- pot to myself did they taste good though I thought they were right. It yeah. Tastes the same to me. She Fine. said there was a big difference. Fine. But, you know, there you go. Anyway, Fine. good times. Good times, mate. Bro. Lovely to chat to you, man.
1: Mate, always lovely to chat to you. I never know how to end these. I, I no. feel like every time I listen to the end, I go, What are you? You're just chatting. And the music's playing now. It's kind of playing a little thing. And it's, Oh. Uh, yeah.
0: uh, how long were you chatting for? 50 minutes and 33 oh, that's seconds I we, off there. we were going to talk about something else but I think we can save that to the next one what were we going to talk about we were going to talk about like routine, rhythm, oh, finding was, your lifestyle was, as a as a photographer or filmmaker that was actually all we were going to talk about So it was, we went off on one so I think it was a, was a quality podcast oh, if we say so see see ourselves fantastic that's a very Toby comment that is it
1: is, that is a very you comment Oh, brilliant! Um, Well, we'll we'll
0: We'll cover that next time, I guess. Yeah, excellent. All right, cheers everyone! Thanks for listening. If you want to follow and connect with us on the old IG, IG bot, it's uh, for Dominic. It's at Dominic underscore During D O R A N G, and for myself is at underscore Toby Mitchell. We don't have an Instagram handle for the podcast yet because we have fifty listeners. So go and go
1: and just go and spam all of Toby's posts with Passag. Just type Passag hashtag
0: Passag and uh we'll know that you came for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. Let us know what you thought any questions or thoughts about what you think we should chat about on future episodes. And let us know if you got caught out on that 730 train. Yeah. Let us know the 7.30 from Paddington to Bath. It's an absolute nightmare. So uh, let us know. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Cheers, bro. Bye.